Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. You, 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 you. Oh, hello everyone and welcome back to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am the host of this show and a human design reader. So thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode. I invite you to check out previous episodes as well as I continue to go deeper into these topics. So for today, uh, the topic is going to be all around how to be enlightenedly selfish with your life. This is a huge part of many people's sort of soul initiation on their spiritual path where they get to a point where they realize that they need to become a bit more selfish with their life. And they don't know how to do that, especially when we've been raised in a matrix-like environment where we've been taught since the time that we're children, that we need to be slaves basically to the systems in order to be happy, loved, successful, all of the things. So I call this an initiation because it is sort of this choice point. I feel like everybody will go through this when you're on the spiritual path. You will reach a point in your spiritual journey where you will have to choose and say like, okay, no, like I am not available to, you know, be everyone's everything all of the time because my soul is guiding me into these various things that I want to do in my life and my spiritual calling and my purpose work and I need to focus on me. So I've written, wrote down uh, five different points in little lessons that I've sort of learned to overcome over the years that are solely around living enlightenedly selfish with my life and knowing and understanding how to do that. So the first one I wrote down with um, just a tip on how to be more enlightenedly selfish with your life. Well, actually, I'm just going to pause for one second um, and just talk about what I mean by being enlightenedly selfish with your life. What I mean by that is you are being selfish with your life in in terms of answering your soul's calling to what 
what it is that you are here to do and what it is that your soul is asking you to do above all else. And that's sort of where the enlightened part of enlightenedly selfish comes in is because enlightenment, right? We could think of it as many ways, ascension, evolution, all of these different things, up-leveling on your spiritual journey, mastery. So when we think about enlightenedly selfish, we it's not just selfish like we're just being selfish and being rude or whatever. Um, we're being enlightenedly selfish. So we're doing it in the higher good of the collective and our soul and what it is that we are here to do energetically staying aligned with our path. So let's go through these little bullet points that I wrote down and they are just little tips that I've learned to go through in my life in order to stay enlightenedly selfish in my life. And then at the end, I really want to speak to how this will benefit the people that you love and your life as a whole, your tribe and everybody. Okay, so the first thing I wrote down is to put your energy first. It's the number one thing I think on the spiritual path is to put your energy first. You have to put your own energy first in order to do anything, in order to cook dinner or clean the house or go to work or do a reading for somebody or do Reiki for someone. You have to constantly be having this sort of temple maintenance. And of course, when I say temple, I'm talking about your vessel, your temple, your body is your temple, your body is your vessel. So it's like you have to do that maintenance on yourself always as much as possible first before you can dive into doing anything for anybody else, including your clients. So putting your energy first, filling your cup as much as possible, whether it be through meditation, breathing, yoga, going on a meditative walk, anything listening to meditative music like self-agio frequencies or something like that, anything that you can do to nurture yourself, nurture your energy is going to be imperative to living enlightenedly selfish in your life. And I should have maybe talk more on enlightenedly selfish, but I just want to say that enlightenedly selfish is also just your, the reason I think that if we were not born into this like matrix, matrix like environment that sort of teaches us that we have to be X, Y, and Z in order to be this or that or successful or happy and stuff like that. Like if we weren't born into that, I think by nature, we would be taught to live in this way to be enlightenedly selfish because in this way, we are we're honoring ourselves first. And that way we can show up for the people in our life in our businesses and our purpose work in the high vibrational expression, which is what we're here to do. We're here to experience our desires and be enlightenedly selfish in this way. So the second thing I wrote down is sacred boundaries. So if you've never heard of sacred boundaries, they are boundaries that you put down with people, but they are sacred. They are soul boundaries because it's just, it's not aligned for you to be treated this way or for someone to just come into your space like this or someone to be blowing up your phone 
phone with text messages and sort of purging all over you because they want you to fix them or something. That's what sacred boundaries are. And it's super important for everybody to have sacred boundaries in their life in order for other people to know how to treat you. You teach people how to treat you. So unless you are doing this, you can experience people um, stepping over the line and sort of disrespecting you or creating some kind of chaos in your life that's totally unnecessary. So sacred boundaries are a huge part of your life on the spiritual path for every single person on this planet, honestly. And sacred boundaries can really be different in so many different areas of your life. We wear so many hats. Everybody does. Um, You know, in my opinion, especially women, um, but we all wear so many hats. Business, um, men and women wear the boss hat or the employee hat or the work hat. And then you might wear your mom hat or dad hat. Uh, And then, you know, depending on what else you're doing in your life, you're wearing all of these different hats depending on where you're being called to show up. So because of that, you will have sacred boundaries in different areas of your life. So in motherhood, that could really show up as you creating this sacred time where mom has to be alone or dad has to be alone in order for you to take time to meditate, take time to breathe or take time to do some yoga. In work, that could show up in many different ways too with you saying, okay, but I don't work on Sundays because that's the day that I go to church or that's the day that I go to my spiritual gatherings or whatever. It could even be I don't work Tuesday evenings because I go to see my therapist that evening. Whatever it is, sacred boundaries for work are super important, right? Um, Not taking that laptop home with you, creating that sacred time at home with your family. When it comes to friends, it could simply be not allowing people to just drop in your house um, unannounced and sort of, you know, treat your house like their house. I know that old saying where it's like, my home is your home, but like sometimes people take that too far, right? And everyone's experienced that friend that just like drops by or like, you know, just uh, comes in and it's just like, oh man, like what is happening? And so it's just about having sacred boundaries with your friends as well so that everybody knows to stay in this uh, place of sacred alignment with each other energetically. Another thing I wrote down is even with partners, right? So significant others creating sacred boundaries with them is super important to living enlightenedly selfish in your life. Just because you have a partner or just because you have a husband or a wife or anything like that doesn't mean that you have to live your life the way that they live their life. Um, you are your own person. You are your own soul. And you are designed in here to live out your soul's highest expression. And that doesn't always fall in line with other people, even if they are your husband or your wife. So it's just important to also have the sacred body boundaries within your partnerships and relationships. Okay, so I did as a sideline, I just wrote down, it's going to piss people off. You living enlightenedly selfish with your life will piss people off. So it's kind of like, being ready for it, not being surprised about the fact that like somebody's mad that you're not doing what they want you to do. This is a deconditioning for the collective in this way. So it's kind of like we have to hold space for people who are struggling with why aren't you just doing this to make me happy? They aren't to the space yet where they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're not here to make me happy. I'm here to make me happy and you're here to make you happy. And then we both bring our full happy selves to the 
relationship or to the partnership or work partnership. So it's just about knowing you're not here to please anybody. But with this process of putting your energy first was the first thing that I mentioned. And then the second thing I mentioned, sacred boundaries, you will piss people off in this process. It's just people are still learning and unlearning the ways in which we've been raised to believe that people are supposed to show up for us in this way, even if they are mom or dad or sister or brother or whatever it is, nobody needs to do anything for you actually. Um, And if they want to, then they will, but nobody needs to show up for you in any kind of way. So you just need to show up for yourself and be that perfect reflection for yourself. And in that way of you fully supporting yourself, you will by nature find people who support you. It's just kind of how it works. It's like the mirror effect. So leaning into the sacred boundaries, putting your energy first, also knowing it will piss people off and being okay with that. The fourth thing I wrote down is focusing on the bigger picture. That's number four with how to be enlightenedly selfish with your life is to focus on the bigger picture. So what do I mean by this? Or like, what's the point of me saying this? It's hard to be focused on you when you don't even know where you're going in your life, when you don't even know what direction you're going in, when you don't know what you want to do next, or you don't know your soul path or like what's calling you next. It is really hard to hold those sacred boundaries. It's really hard to even put your energy first when you uh, don't aren't connected to the bigger vision in your life. Now, I am fully aware that the bigger vision changes all of the time especially when you're on the spiritual path. It changes constantly. It's not always going to be the same. So it's about understanding that this is energy that's going to shift and move as your energetic vibration shifts and moves. So it's really important to always understand that you might not always know exactly where you're going on your path, but having an idea, a vision, a little inkling about it is all you really need. And I even invite people to start to create your reality. That is the fifth tip that I have. Number five is all about creating your reality. And the reason why this is so important, creating your reality in connection to being enlightenedly selfish with your life is because you are the creator of your life. I mean, I feel like that's such an overused sentence in spirituality, but it's so true. You are the ultimate creator in your life. So having an idea about where you want to go in your life, what what is it that you want to, what type of energy do you want to feel in your life? How do you want to wake up? How do you want to go to sleep? How do you want to live hour by hour in your day? Having an idea about it is so important. And I always recommend creating like a vision board about what it is that you are calling in or creating. Mind mapping is another great tool to do. You can find some really great mind mapping templates online just by Googling it, but really just taking an hour to print some pictures, you know, and put them on a board. Um, I, I like to put a lot of words on my vision board because I am a non-specific manifester. So we've talked about this on the show before, but you will know um, if you are a specific or non-specific manifester just by taking a look at your human design chart. So you, what you're going to look for, this is just a little segue here quickly, is if you're looking at your human design chart, you're going to look at the four arrows on 
on the side of your head on your body graph. And you're gonna look at that bottom right arrow. And if the arrow is facing left, you are a specific manifester. That means that it's really good for you to know the type of walls you want in your house or flooring or exactly what type of scenery you want around your new apartment. Or you, it's really good for you to know what type of job you want next, specifics about it. Like what exactly, what company do you want to work for? If you're a non-specific manifester, it's it's really great to, and that arrow would, will be facing right if you are a non-specific, more passive energy there with manifestation. If that's true for you, if that bottom right arrow is facing right and you are a non-specific manifester, putting words on your vision board is really nice. So I'm looking at my vision board right now and I have like affirmations down. I even have just regular words. So in one space, I just put clear energy. I put clear energy there so that I know that I am bringing in clear energy. This is um under the area of networking and partnerships. I wrote down clear energy. So that could, that's just an energy I'm calling and that's how I want to feel when I'm in connection with people. Like the energy is clear. I have different affirmations written down. I am in divine alignment with my abundance energetics. Um, That's one thing I have written down. And I'm literally just looking at my vision board and telling you all what's on there. Another thing that I have written down is I feel. See, notice I'm just speaking non-specific, just talking about how I want to feel. So I wrote down, I feel 100% supported by my systems, platforms, assistants, listeners, constant stream of soul aligned clients and family. So that's how I want to feel. I want to feel 100% supported. So this is something I'm calling in. I'm not saying specifics around it. I'm not saying exactly how many clients I want or exactly how many listeners I want. I just want to feel 100% supported in these areas. So that's just an example um, of that fifth tip that I have here, which is all about creating your reality for this episode of here are your five tips on how to be enlightenedly selfish with your life. So number five being, of course, like I mentioned, creating a reality. So like I said, vision boards, mind mapping, knowing if you're a specific or non-specific manifester, and really calling in your reality, knowing that you are the creator of your reality. So I, I, I'm even constantly thinking about when I find myself in my mental headspace, it's really important that you mind your mind at all times. So even when I feel like I can't stop thinking about things, I force myself to start thinking about positive things. And I start thinking about what I want my weekend to look like, or what I want the rest of my year to look like. I start like fantasizing. So I sort of shift my sort of manic thinking um, into more of a fantasy-like energy with what do I want to create in my life. So these are just a couple of hacks I wanted to put in here, five tips on how to live enlightenedly selfish with your life, knowing and understanding it's not a bad thing to be selfish with your life. We have been taught from the time we were children the exact opposite, like I said. So it's really part of your journey to decondition from the idea that you need to be some sort of slave to the people around you. That is a program. That is something that's programmed into people. It sort of convinces 
convinces people that if they do this, if they're sort of enslaved to their friends and their family and their life, that somehow they are more valuable. And that's sort of like that tribe mentality, right? Which we are not living in that era anymore. But a lot of times our genes don't understand that. Our genetics and our DNA still have us somewhat in this survival mode where we feel like the more we slave away for people, the more value we have. And we're not going to get kicked out of tribe, right? Um, The more people will love us, let's say. Those ways of being are so dead, they're non-existent anymore, which is why people who are still in hustle mentality are failing so badly. (laughs) They're wondering like, where did all of my clients go? Like, where They're still in hustle mentality and not understanding that that's actually like the sure way that you're not going to grow and evolve um, and be more magnetic in your life is being by being a slave to the things that you're doing. This is more a new energy, a new in the new age now where we are learning to be enlightenedly selfish in the way where we are nurturing our energy. We're feeling good about what we're doing in our life. And from that space, the people around us, the people that love us, our friends, our families, our business partners, they will appreciate you so much more if you learn to live in this more enlightenedly selfish way. They will respect you more, respect your time more, and they will enjoy being around you so much more because you're just going to be a light everywhere you go and people are going to want some more of what you have. And in that way, we help to shift the collective, right? Because our org fields are affecting other people's org fields and waking them up to these new truths around living enlightenedly selfish. Even if they don't have words for it right away, they'll start to pick up on these things like, oh, I want to take Wednesday evenings for myself. I don't know where this is coming from, but it's just something I want to do. And that's sort of how the collective evolves. And that's how consciousness grows on the planet. Even looking back historically, it's literally how the consciousness grows and people evolve from different species or from just evolving in consciousness. So in this way, like I was mentioning right at the beginning, you help your friends, family, and the people in the collective to grow and evolve in a really beautiful way just by learning to be enlightenedly selfish instead of energetically enslaved in your life. So one last time for the people in the back, the five tips are Number one, putting your energy first. Number one thing to do, fill your cup up first. Do what you need to do to fill your cup up first and allow that energy to ripple out. Number two is sacred boundaries. Allow yourself to say no, thank you. Tell people you're not available for certain things. You don't appreciate them coming into your life and acting this way and you're not available for it. It's okay to have sacred boundaries. It's how people know how to treat you. The third thing is that it will piss people off. Okay, so that's not really a tip. That's more of just a heads up. Like it's gonna piss people off. And so you need to hold space for people to be upset about it in order for them to get over it. And it's like they have to get mad first and then eventually they will either love you and leave you, which might be a good thing, or they might just learn to respect your boundaries and allow you to live in alignment with your life, which will in turn make them happier. The fourth thing was again, focusing on the bigger picture is so important. Instead, it's so easy, especially on the spiritual path to get caught up in the day-to-day grime of everything that's happening. But this is really, truly about understanding that yes, 
I need to focus on the bigger picture. Even if it's one tiny thing that you know you want more of in your life, put that vision, put that on your vision board. Print out the picture and put that up on your vision board. Journal about it and lean into that energy. Number five is create your reality. So that kind of goes hand in hand with focusing on the bigger picture, but remembering that ultimately you are the creator of your reality. So it's really just about your remembering that genius about yourself, trusting it, leaning into it, and allowing yourself to create your own reality in your life, knowing and trusting that everything will fall into divine alignment as long as you are steadfast in your energy and you are putting that stake in the ground and saying, no, like I'm not available for this at all. And I am only available for, you know, whatever it is your intentions or affirmations are. So I hope that these five tips helped you all out on how to live enlightenedly selfish in your life. And I will certainly be putting all of this information in the show notes for quick reference. And don't forget to comment below if you are feeling called. I would so value you and I hope you all have received this information and I will see you on the next episode. Much love. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at this is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God and so are you.